All right, brother. Episode 18. Episode 18 of Outside the 9 to 5. We're legal. <laughs> We're legal, yes. And live at the same time. Still working on that introduction song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna. I was just gonna try to reel a little, little something off. Can the you cuff sing there. something? Absolutely not. No, I'm a horror, I'm a atrocious singer. No, I'm not. I'm not a good singer. I don't have the pipes. <clears throat> Let me see what I got. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Give a give us a little belt here. I feel like you low key could be a good singer, or this could be atrocious. So go for it. I'm not gonna sing anything. This is what I'll say from feedback I've heard from absolutely no one. Just my own two cents. I think I can hit the melodies in some country songs. Maybe. Well, with the <laughs> volume that you play your music in your car, I'm not sure how you're making that judgment because my eardrums are basically exploded by the time I get here. I had that realization today. So I feel like you might be thinking you're hitting those maybe those notes by Luke Bryan or whoever yeah. you're listening to, but it might actually just be that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're very right. I think I... Uh, I came to the realization today when I was bumping what was I what was I bumping today? Some future song. It was just way too loud, the bass. I was I was telling myself, Colton, you are gonna go deaf at a young age. And I've accepted that because I really like listening to music loud. Yeah, do you Yeah, that's a good that's a that's a good point, man. Is that is that worth it for you? Yeah, hopefully by the time it's actually bad. That there's some technology, you know, if we talked about Elon Musk last episode, if he can figure out how to make like those neural transmitters work, I'm hoping someone could come up with a good hearing aid yeah. by the time I need it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get you know? on board with that. I mean, I, I used to like playing my music louder, but after I graduated high school and I didn't want yeah. to impress people by blasting my music. You know? It's not about impressing people, man. I just, I really feel a vibe when I'm listening to music at you a certain vibing? level. I mean, you've seen me. I'm bumping Meek Mill, Future, Travis on the way to... All the kids in our neighborhood look at Colton like... This kid's a loser. What? <laughs> this kid's a loser. <laughs> but we digress. We digress. All right, brother. What I want to get into today is around staying motivated. Maybe, maybe it'll help people that are thinking about some New Year's resolutions, but I know we just started kind of... New a- Year's resolutions? So you think it's... A little early for that. All right. Yeah, Some daylight right. savings resolutions. There you go. Daylight yeah. savings. Daylight it's a new savings. thing. It's a new thing. I don't know. Don't people start thinking about like what they want to accomplish next year, like around this time? Or no, is it I don't early? think they do at all. I think that's why most people don't accomplish those things is because they think of them on Jan one. Okay. And are like, okay, sober January. All right. Maybe that's true. I and don't really think five about days goals later they they're chugging. I don't really think about goals that way. I mean, a calendar year, I guess I do set goals at the beginning of the year, but they're kind of dynamic. Like, they adjust throughout the year. Well, yeah, I think that's a good, I think that's a good point. There's never a bad time to start a goal. There's never a bad time to right, start something, like, right? Why does it make sense for me to start a weight loss journey on December, on January 1st, 2021, when it doesn't on December 28th? Yeah, it seems like it's a convenient time for people to, you know, the reset of the year. It's yeah. like, it's the whole thing, like, I'll start die tomorrow right yeah i'll start it next year after the holidays pass that's valid i guess i i I don't follow that frame of mind but we did just start working on something so it's going to be an interesting topic in terms of motivation we started training this week for an iron man yeah 
how you feeling after the first couple workouts or first workout for you? Yeah, I feel all right. It's yeah. getting back into it. Yeah. The, there's something different about bike workouts that are just so painful. What is, They're what unlike any is? other pain that I've ever felt in my entire life. Even running? Running's not that painful for me. Okay. Like you – it's a different kind of thing. Like you, you – if you – Specifically with Ironman training, with running, you're never really all out sprinting or anything along those lines. It's more the running aspect is more of a mental piece. And you get the little tweaks here and there of like, okay, my arches hurt because I've been running for two and a half hours. Or like, yeah, you just start to tighten up like your hamstrings and things along those lines. But with biking, like the the lactic acid buildup in those workouts and you get off the bike and it's just – yeah, you're just waddling around. It's miserable, but it's great. We're back. We're back, <laughs> We're back into it. Yeah, great to great to have a partner this time. Last time I was flying solo. So. I can't believe you went through it solo. Yeah, it was it was rough. And I guess that goes back to something though. Like, why do you enjoy putting yourself in these situations where it's like you are under stress? You put yourself under. Why do you Why do you do that? Yeah, I guess it's a, like, about finding your limits somewhat. Okay. Like finding your limits physically and mentally. Yeah. So I think it has something to do with that. But there's also this unique aspect to training for like a goal like an Ironman or something like that mm-hmm. where the battle is – yeah, there's a lot of fi- like physical pieces to it. There's a lot of workouts. But most of the time, it, you're not battling with your muscles to keep going, to keep running. You tell yourself that. Yeah. But usually it's the most – most of the time you're dealing with yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I kind of like the mental challenge of of those types of endurance events. So, yeah, it's a, it's a different – it's a different beast. It, yeah, it you, is. you get broken down a little bit, which yeah. I kind of like. Obviously, in the moment, it's not – it, it doesn't feel great, but you – you start to peel back the onion. I think we talked about this a little bit. Is you really start to get to know who you really are as a person? I think. Agreed with you, because my buddy and I were talking about the biking workouts, and he was asking about different apps and like doing these virtual type like races or whatever. Yeah, train. yeah. There's <laughs> there's like funny little apps you can buy that will hook up to your bike trainer yeah. that you use inside, where it'll place your like little, uh, what do you call it? Uh, avatar. Avatar. Great catch in, there. Kid. In the uh, virtual biking app world, yeah. and you can race other people who are also online. It's super fitness nerd, bike nerd type of thing to do, but it actually makes it a little bit more enjoyable, I guess you could say. So what it's- I said to him about it, though, was for me, I'm specifically doing this to test my mental capacity and mental fortitude right the physical thing is definitely going to come no doubt but with that i was telling him probably what i enjoy most about any of the couple of workouts we've done is just thinking about what race day is going to be like or thinking about each individual stroke on the pedal like the form like it's such a mental i'm so focused mentally on the race and the process of it that i don't even want that coming into play like those avatars or whatever it is right because i won't have that come race day 
Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't necessarily know if it's going to affect the 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 pain that you feel. Like you're still sitting on that stupid bite for four hours, regardless of whether there's a computer in front of you or not. Just having like a little I guess car progressing true. through yeah. the roads. I, I I personally like there's not much rent mental relief there at all. So oh, you you still think you're gonna feel it regardless? No, yeah, it's it's miserable. Plus, it's kind of cool. It puts you in a virtual world, and your bike. If you link it up to your bike trainer, it'll artificially increase the resistance as you're going up hills in this oh. virtual bike nerd. You sound like you're in sales. You might have just sold me on that. Uh, yeah, dude, get on board. I am, dude. But <laughs> all right, so. Then let's get into the topic a little bit because we we are going to discuss maybe the Ironman. And I want to understand, bro, how did you stay motivated to train for this Ironman when you were doing it by yourself last year? Because I think we talked about goal setting and obviously some people's goals might not be an Ironman. But I think it could – I mean potentially – I don't know what your answer is going to be. But I think – how you stay motivated for an extremely hard endurance event could be applicable for someone who's dieting, right? Dieting is very hard and we say dieting, but changing the way they think about nutrition or how they think about fitness or how they think about their job, I think it could be applicable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there were obviously, there's a lot of times during the next six months where you're going to be questioning what we're doing, like why are you doing this? I don't want to do this workout. It's the typical stuff. Like other things come up and it becomes inconvenient to do a workout. You might have to squeeze it in at the end of the day or try to squeeze it in early in the morning. And then your knees start to hurt and you're just like, I don't know if I necessarily needed to go out and do this. Maybe you go out, have a couple drinks with your friends. And the next morning you got a five hour long bike ride that you got to go do. And I mean, at the end of the day, if you set a goal and you – you sign up for the race. I mean, this is the thing: is you you you're putting money on the table here. Like Ironmans aren't cheap, specifically with them. Okay. And so you could apply that to you know any kind of goal that costs a significant amount of money. For I love you. that. Is you're putting money on the table? Are you just gonna half-ass it and not do things to progress you towards that goal, or are you just gonna kind of get on the horse and and get shit done? And at the end of the day, it's it, it you can't make it negotiable with yourself. It's very easy to negotiate with. Your yeah, inner it's bitch. it's so easy to be like, yeah, you know, I already did all the workouts last week. Like, let me take, let me take this, this day off or right. whatever. But that's a slippery slope, bro. What do you mean by that? It's a slippery slope to say, okay, now I deserve this. I'm gonna take this workout out off. Right when you start going down that path of giving yourself excuses. It's very slippery to fall into that trap the next time it comes up, you know? Like, oh, I'm tired the next day and because maybe I didn't sleep well or whatever. All right, I'll just take another day off, right? I'm not saying you have that mentality, but I think that happens a lot of times for people with dieting. And I want to go back. Do you see what I'm saying with dieting? It's like, ah, I I fell off my diet Friday night, whatever. I'll wait till Sunday to get back on. So then they do Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a very slippery yeah. slope to give yourself those excuses. Yeah, it's once you slip up once, it just becomes then it's it's even easier to continue to fall down that road, right? But I want to go back to something you mentioned. You 
are paying for it. So you're somewhat bought in and not even paying for the ticket of an Ironman, but you're also paying for all the training material, all the stuff you do every week is, you know, food is not cheap either. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And the reason I mentioned that is because with fitness plans or like nutrition plans, if you don't, if you're not ultimately bought in or you have somehow signed up for this and you don't have any skin in the game per se, I feel like that sometimes holds people back, right? Yeah, definitely because at the end of the day, it's just if you're looking at some diet you pulled offline or something along right. those lines, you don't necessarily have anything invested in that like you said. Exactly. To hold you a little bit more accountable, you can just be like, oh, well, this is free. Like this isn't working, yada, yada, yada. And it's funny how people will sp- – like what people will rationalize spending money on versus actual things that will help them be healthier, get – like progress further in their careers. Give me an example. I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. So I, the number one is like I coach a little nutrition on the side with a couple different people and not it, it's not necessarily expensive, but it's not cheap. So – at the end of the day, when when people are paying that fee, they're a little bit. I would say people are more accountable in that case. You have to be somewhat committed, dude. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's funny. Like people will rationalize, like, oh, I can't afford a nutrition coach that costs like anywhere from, uh, depending on who you're looking at, it could be anywhere from like eighty to two hundred fifty dollars a yeah. month. You can't afford that, but you'll go out and spend $60, $70 on a Friday and a Saturday each weekend yeah. the whole month, and you can't afford that. If it's actually important to you, you'll put the money and you'll great find the point. time for it. It's interesting. That's a great point because I did some – it was like for a spring break trip in college. I basically posted on my Instagram. I was like, I'll write you guys for your nutrition plans. I mean it was very cookie-cutter shit. It was just – macros and like examples of meals but they were free and i don't think anyone actually followed up with them because they really had no skin in the game yeah exactly it was just my time yeah you got to get some skin in the game i mean that's with anything it's like your career if you're not actually like if you want to do something to progress you further in your career like uh, learn a new skill or something along those lines go out and get buy that course purchase that course great purchase those study materials yeah put Put some skin in the game or better yet, get your employer to do that. But at the same point, you're still going to feel obligated because I would hope you would if your boss is paying for that or something along those Interesting. lines. Interesting. No, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? I guess I'm not at the, – the monetary thing doesn't seem to be a source of motivation for me at all, at least with this Ironman training and different things I've paid for in terms of nutrition. No, it, yeah. I think – uh. I mean that's a that's a great point. I I think specifically for me it's when I guess I'm feeling less motivated okay. that it comes up, right? It's, it's just easy. It's easy to pull it from the cookie jar. It's like, dude, I paid $1500 or $2000. Yeah, it's and it's not just that. It's okay, I paid this money to do this and now I'm not going to do these workouts which are going to progress me towards actually finishing this yeah. this race in this case. I'm I'm having there's going to be people there like alex is planning on going down we're yeah. planning making a trip out of it like you're going to get out there and not be able to complete this at the end of the day it, like kind of almost that's embarrassing you, you don't want to embarrass yourself good point so so that's another i would say on a on a micro scale for me to get motivated and i've definitely mentioned this in other podcasts but i get dark with myself yeah you do 
what what does that look like for you? It it really can we talk about this? Is yeah. it is it is it light enough to? I mean, it's real. Yeah. So we can. Yeah. Go ahead. I like to keep it one hundred on this podcast. No, <laughs> keeping it one hundred. Keeping it one hundred. Right. Keeping it real. All right. Um. Yeah, dude. So when I'm not feeling motivated, or maybe I'm just feeling down in a workout. I I, I I've talked about it before, but it's like. I use some of the shit that, like, is really dark to me, man. Like, the people that bullied me in high school or remembering all the times I was fat and made fun of. Like, I pull from some of that shit just to move me in those micro moments. Again, I've said this before, but I don't use that darkness in a large scale because it can become overwhelmingly negative. I would say in those micro moments when you're feeling like shit in a workout or you're tired, it's remembering those things that got you motivated to do those things to to have some of those transfer transformational transformational moments in your life right like i remember that feeling man of getting cut from the soccer team and it's like i know i'm not getting cut from the soccer team when i train for these ironmans or i go to these crossfit workouts or i'm tired it's like it's a slippery slope in my mind though if i let myself bitch out on a workout or i let myself hit the snooze alarm it's like in some way, I feel like I'm reverting back to that fat kid or some way I'm reverting back to that kid that got cut from the high school soccer team. I seriously have those thoughts. Again, I don't use them as the overwhelming motivation factor for these large-scale goals like an Ironman. But in those micro moments when I need to move the needle and give myself some energy, that's what I use. I use dark shit. It's yeah, a chip. A, it's a chip. It's a yeah, tool. Yeah, that's great. Though. It's a tool. What would, like, what would you – like how would you ex- – explain that to someone like who doesn't necessarily have those pieces how to find them and put them together and when to use them look back at any challenging times in your life that you've overcome do you remember how you felt when that kid made you cry or that girl made you cry or um when you lost a sporting event right like that's a tangible one do you remember losing some big sporting event or do you remember getting Do you remember getting denied from your college if we want to put it in the work sense? Like, do you remember what those feelings and emotions felt like? Use those to motivate you to be better in your life in the present. So whatever that dark shit is, it it might not necessarily be bullying. That's just something that's very tangible and I remember that emotion very vividly. So I'm able to use that as a tool to move me forward. Yeah, nothing's too small, I feel like, in these types of scenarios. What would you use? I mean, do you you use that and what would you use? Maybe that would be an example for other people to hear from. Like, I... (laughs) Like, did you ever lose a sporting event and remember that sporting event? Yeah, I mean, I've lost tons of sporting events, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm not like life undefeated, like 30 and 0. Kevin is <laughs> never the been knocked out ever. Champion. Yeah, no. I, it's a, I would say it's a, maybe a little bit different for me where I don't get, I don't focus so much on that. I focus on like all of the stuff I've already done. So it, it's almost like a self reassurance of like, in those moments where you have some self-doubt, it's you look back on all the things that you've done and overcome and use that as fuel. Okay. So like it's in almost those like an overcome, Yeah, it's almost an overcoming. So like you take the approach of using the, the critics as fuel, right? 100%. So to speak, I take it – I look at it more as like look at all the things that you've overcome. Like what is – you can't fin- You can't run for another hour. You okay. can't run for another three miles. Like, but you're talking at, negatively a little bit to yourself. No, no, def, it, definitely a little bit. But I, I think what I try to lean on is a little bit more of the 
what I've already done. Like, okay. You can you can do this kind of ask. I like that mentality. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I've ever used that though. I literally don't know if I've ever used that. Yeah, it's funny. I, it, I don't think one th- one way or, or another is better. No. At all. I just think you got to find what works for you. And naturally that's how I tend to talk to my, like have like self talk with myself. I like that. I like that. Have you ever run into that being a negative thing? Like, have, have you ever been like, Oh dude, I accomplished that hard ass workout on Saturday. I'm good today. Like, has it ever gone negative for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I mean, it happens Yeah, from time to time, you know, you're, you get your little bitch voice shows up in the back of your head that like, says, dude, I had a good Ew. workout, my man. Yeah, take a take a load off. Take you don't a need, rest yeah, day. Take a rest day. You're good. Just no, take I a agree. week off. You yeah. know what's a big deal? But yeah, I I mean that that's that's always there. I feel like it like there's always that soft voice that's saying, oh maybe you don't need to do it. Yeah, your legs hurt. Yeah, maybe you think this workout's overkill. And then then again, there is some there is a very important piece of the equation of listening to your body within all of this very nuanced which is nuanced which you have to understand yourself like when what the difference between the two are when it's yourself chickening out or whether it's you actually probably should take a a day off and it might be applicable to discussing just in a brief overview what i did for my marathon last year yeah right I listened to that negative voice so much, it pushed me so hard that it actually broke me down. You know, like yeah. I got injured training for that marathon. So I, I mentioned what I use as fuel is some of that negative thought and negative self-talk, but it can certainly push me too far for sure and I not listen to myself. Yeah, how did you deal with that setback? I went through it. I mean, I, I candidly, I ran the race with, I, I don't know what my knee injury was. I, I really don't still to this day. But I ran through it. How, well, how did you, how did you continue to progress forward? Because more in a neg- lot of those more situations, negative. more negative. More negative. I, I was like, I told you about this. I I probably listened to till I collapse a hundred times on my marathon run. Like I, I, that's just who I am, man. Like I really do just push myself with that negative self talk, and it's probably wrong, but it has moved me, and I'm getting better. I, I actually had a conversation with my mom about this today. Instead of the negative things kind of moving me, now it's really like goal-oriented stuff and f- and wanting to do it. Does that make sense? The marathon, for me at least, and some of the negative things I was going through in my life, it was more of me running from something to feel like, okay, once I achieve this, maybe that other shit won't be there. But it still was. It still was there. Yeah. And so that drove me. But now with this Ironman, I'm not running from something. I'm like I'm goal-oriented and focused on why I'm doing it. And it's for – maybe – did I lose you there? A little bit. Talk to me. Uh, talk, talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. <laughs> what, how did I lose you? So I think I'm unpacking something, but maybe I'm not articulating yeah, it appropriately. Yeah, I, I mean maybe I just missed it a little bit. But it seems like what you're saying is that – you initially this this event that you chose or your goal the the goal you set i think this is probably a good good thing to touch on is the goal you set wasn't necessarily something that you set just for yourself no right no it wasn't so i think that's a i mean that's a you're already off kind of on the wrong foot Good to point. begin with. Good point. Which is why that maybe that went in that direction. I can't, obviously. I can only speculate yeah. from here. But that's a that's a great point is 
do things because you want to do them and do them for yourself, not because not because of somebody else or or whatever you know, whatever whatever trophies at the end of the yeah. at the end of the line. Like, yeah, I'm excited. Like, it, it'd be awesome to finish an Ironman, but I'm more excited. Like the the pro the actual completing of the Ironman is what ten to fifteen hours. Yep. The training that goes into it, hundreds of hours. Yeah. So. I mean, the, the actual, you got to love the process. You got to enjoy the process of it. Right. And I think if we bring it back to just what you said, you got to set goals for yourself. That goal wasn't set for me. And the reason I had to motivate myself, the only way I motivated myself because the goal wasn't mine, let's bring it back again, was yeah. through that negative self talk. Right. Which obviously over time didn't help. Just spiraled exactly. a little bit. Okay. So now when we're back to talking about this Iron Man, and what is motivating me today or how do I stay motivated? It's like I really do envision this person. How many times did I say that on the trainer today? I said Colton Richards, you're an Ironman. I said Kevin Hart. Yeah, I was about to say, dude, shut up. <laughs> it's the first workout I'm doing. But but yeah, it's, That's it's what an I think infectious. About, man. Yeah, it's an infectious That's what thing. I think about because yeah. it's like, damn, I'm this person today. Imagine who I'm going to be crossing that finish line, man. Like – that's not where my vision is at all times, right? I still focus on the process, but that's what's driving me. It's not all these negative influences. And maybe I'll use some of the negative self-talk if we have a hard workout. I probably will, but it's a tool in the tool belt for me. But it's more on the vision of like who I want to become and a better version of Colton and chasing that mental image of whoever I would be. Yeah, have you – now that you you – Entered a situation previously where that negative self-talk led to a place that was a little little bit darker than maybe you have liked <laughs> to say it lightly. What what signals or what what lessons did you learn from that that can maybe tip you off as to in the future if that's maybe getting out of control? Another conversation with Mama coming in this one. Um, <laughs> God, dude, she's a psychologist, bro. Mama, Mama, <laughs> no, so, dude, she's a psychologist, so. She keeps everything real and brings it back to like a very a, a, a mental standpoint that really helps me frame some of the things I've went through. But to your exact question, and your question was to just confirm how what are signs that it's going the wrong direction? Yeah, what what are some signs that or signals that you can pull on that maybe it's getting too dark? If you feel mentally like you're running from something. Like I okay. felt like a bear was chasing me and that was – the marathon was something I was running to. And it just – that bear, that demon, whatever you have chasing you, it's still going to be there after. Yeah, that's the thing. It falls – unless you face it, it's it's still going to be there at the end of – Right. Yeah. And for me, this – and I don't know how we're even into this with having to stay, having to stay motivated. Right? I exhausted all options. I, I, I tried to diet. I tried to do the marathon. And again, I have no idea how this comes back to staying motivated, but I exhausted all options about what this emotional issue was I was dealing with. And the reality was the marathon didn't solve it, right? Dieting didn't solve it. It was just an emotional underlying issue. Again, I don't understand how that comes back to staying motivated, but I did have a lot of these thoughts today. So. Well, I think I think it has a lot to do with if you find yourself not being motivated within one of your goals, maybe you're not doing it for the right reasons. Great, great point. Thanks for bringing that home for me. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a great piece of uh, a great piece to touch on. Yeah, think about 
if you're really having a tough time like getting yourself to do these things or getting yourself yes motivated mm-hmm. so to speak i mean at the end of the day training and goal setting it's all about discipline it's doing the small things on a daily basis that progress you forward towards that goal and let's eventually get there at the end of the, let's yeah. get there down the line yeah but if you're constantly on a daily basis it's it's a just a battle yep to do it think back on why are you doing this yep what what's the end goal here and if that doesn't really get you moving then maybe you're not doing it for the right reasons okay so let me challenge you in one aspect where it's not about the iron man right say it's about a diet what if someone doesn't even know what the other side looks like so for instance someone lacking motivation in a job they don't even know what feeling good about the job they're doing on a daily basis feels like or in the diet scenario hey i'm overweight but they don't even know the feeling or the why that they're doing it because they've never felt it before. Well, yeah, I think you – that's – you hit on it exactly right. You figure out what the why is. Okay. And if that why isn't enough to bring you to that job that you don't like every day or okay. bring you to, to get that diet going or, or become more consistent with it, then that why doesn't seem to be very – that doesn't seem to be very strong oh, to me. Oh, huge. Right? So huge. if you're in a shitty job or you're in a job that you don't like – and your why is to go to work every day to provide for your family. That's a pretty Use strong that. why. Yep. And I think that goes back and to diet. And I feel diet. like that – yeah. And that goes back to diet as well. Diet is is a little bit of a tricky beast with a lot of people. But oh, Well, I'm saying the older gentleman or the older gal that maybe they're 40 pounds overweight and it's like they just had this new grandchild, grandchild right? I know your son or daughter who had that kid wants you to be around in 30 years. Yeah. You might not necessarily know what feeling, you know, you might not necessarily know what having a strong cardiovascular system feels like. You might not know what it feels like to look at yourself in the mirror every day and say, damn, I feel very good about how I look physically. But that goal of being alive in 20 years gets you off the couch. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's not even for yourself, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a good point at the end of the day. Although I do feel like if it's for yourself, you're going to be more motivated to get there. But yeah, if, if you have to pull on outside factors, like maybe I myself don't care as much about my diet, but from a health standpoint, I want to be there mm-hmm. for like, to your example, like if I had grandkids or some, sh- some shit like that, oh, <laughs> it's 20, God. I'm 26 years old. Hard good to imagine, God. but yeah. I could I could see that as being a strong enough why to get things turned around. I love it. I love it. But I do think your your first option has to be consulting yourself. What's your why? Yeah. No, I love it. And the other thing I would say, because I think it goes back to the fitness and nutritional thing, and even physical goals, but work related goals, those they can change. They can transition. Right, the guy who started a business to make a million dollars or become a millionaire might now have different goals with his business because he hit that. Might n- Now he's a wealthy, successful entrepreneur that wants to help other entrepreneurs become a millionaire. Yeah. You know? yeah. And the same thing with visible fitness. What started you wanting to get a six-pack to look good for girls might be you just wanting to feel good on a daily basis mentally. Yeah. Right? And I think that's something that you and I have both kind of discussed on our physical fitness different episodes. Um, but one thing I want to hit on with a little bit of time left in this, Kev, you mentioned – I just threw something. 
you <laughs> you mentioned going after goals and staying motivated. It is about discipline on a daily basis. So do you feel more often than not that your discipline actually has you achieve those goals on a daily basis or do you feel like it's more the goal and the why that gets you there? Yeah, I, get, I think at the end of the day it comes down to – it does come down to the, the discipline on a daily yes. basis. So, yeah, when you're not motivated and you're, you're feeling out of it or maybe you don't want to do something – it's having the discipline to say like you wrote down that you were going to do this workout and having the discipline to do it because that's a common misconception. Yeah. Yeah. It's a common misconception. I think a common misconception with a lot of people is that who do things like eat healthy or work out all the time or, uh, that have ambitious goals is that they want to do them all the time. Like I wake up sometimes and I don't want to work out. Yeah. Like I just want to eat. I mean, I just want to eat Chick-fil-A or eat like shit all day. Chick-fil-A is a bad example because I, I do want to eat it every day. Yeah. It's so good. It's Are you kidding me? It's the best thing in the world, bro. And if anyone thinks the Popeye's chicken sandwich is better than Chick-fil-A's, you're out of your mind. You're out of your I've mind. I've never tried it. Yeah. Well, it no. Get out of my Get out of my house. Get out of here. Get out of here. Um, Unbelievable. But, but yeah, like I – if I – I think – I forget who said it. Like Joe Rogan I think was – like if I if I worked out every time I felt like working out, I would be a fat piece of shit. He was like, <laughs> I don't always I like never want to work out, but it's having the discipline to do it. And I totally agree with you. Yeah. And I love for some reason physical fitness is such an easy area to translate to other areas of your life, right? Like for me I don't feel like going to the gym every day either. And I don't feel like making those hard calls at work either. But it's like, all right, with physical fitness, I got up and I was able to have that workout. And now I feel better. All right, let's make this call that I don't feel like making. And at the end of the day, I feel better for doing it. You know, it's like you don't feel motivated every day. But I do want to get stronger at the gym. I do want to get better physically. And I also want to advance in my career, right? And it's so it's cool and interesting to hear at least when we talk about physical fitness and other areas of our life, because I feel like they very much overlap for us. It's like building that skill in one area will help you develop it in others. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a great point. And something I wanted to ask you is cause you seem like you're of all the people I know, you seem like you're a, tr- a train on the tracks and you're going to literally plow through everything. <laughs> That, that that gets in the way. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So from a motivation standpoint, like, I don't necessarily see when you have a lack of motivation. So what do you – do you ha- is that just maybe a misconception or how do you – what do you think you do on a daily basis that maybe lends you to not have those negative thoughts or lose mo- like motivation so to speak uh, on the, at the task at hand? I think – because there's definitely times I lack motivation, for sure. No question. Um, but I think what I have found that has helped me the most is establish routines. And why I go back to routines there is because it's so established for me, right? The workout, the reading 10 pages, whatever, eating healthy. Like those routines have made it less of a conscious thought about the bitch voice versus the not bitch voice. It's like 
it's just a part of me now, right? Going to the gym at 5.30, that's a part of me now. It's not even something I consciously think about. And going back to kind of setting goals and getting you there, I've seen how those routines and having the discipline to do those things every day, since I've done it for a pretty long time, I'd say the last two and a half years or so, I've been very routine and disciplined. I've seen how that's gotten me and progressed me, right? So like uh, the example I would give you is at work. I feel like I am very confident in that aspect and I've reached a lot of goals that I think some would say are good for my age at my job yeah. or whatever I'm doing, right? And I think some people would say the same thing about fitness. I, I Candidly, I don't necessarily feel that and that's why I'm, I try and stay in these routines every day and I – and I work towards things every day is because I don't feel like I've reached any level of success. But when I look back and reflect, I think there's some really good things that I've accomplished. And that goes back to, again, I don't have to put as much conscious energy in having those conversations with myself because it's so a part of my routine and daily activities. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's a great point that I think you're hitting on is when you start to develop these daily habits that become just you do them without even thinking about them. Right. There are less things that you negotiate with yourself on. Right. On right. a daily basis, you're you negotiate yourself with yourself all the time. Right. Do like, I want that Reese's? There's a there's a cookie on the counter. Should I have the cookie? It's like, yeah, I want the cookie, but should I have the cookie? Yeah. I don't know. Does it work? Yeah. Uh, so you encounter situations like that all the time on a daily basis. Like, should I watch this video on YouTube? Should I check this out on social that media? I do that shit all the time. Or should I uh, do this instead of studying? Yeah. Like, there, you negotiate with yourself all the – I would say I probably negotiate with myself two to three times an hour yeah. with certain things. That might be very conservative too. Yeah. So if you can provide yourself with a little bit more uh, – negotiation power throughout the yeah. day by turning certain certain things into your routine, then I think that gives you a little bit more oomph and energy. And you said it, dude, and this is the other thing. It actually goes back to just how to stay motivated. You said I'm like a train, right? So my guardrails are pretty – I would I, I guess you would say I'm on the tracks and it's a great – the right, the routine being the tracks for me. Yeah. You yeah. know? So – those are aligned for me in going into whatever direction I need them to go, whether it's work, getting a promotion, whether it's fitness, right? Training for an Ironman, like those goals are going or those tracks are going a certain direction. And that's big for goals. And I guess, I don't know if this is exactly motivation or how to stay motivated for something, but having those helps me know when I'm off the tracks, right? Yeah. Like having those routines, and if I'm starting to lack motivation, maybe I'm not doing some of the things in my routine or maybe I'm not going on the direction I want to go in. I go back to, okay, am I off the rails a little bit, you know? And that's how I felt for the first six months of this year. Off the off, fucking off tracks. The, off the goddamn rails. Off the tracks, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a great that's a great observation. There's also something you also do, which I want you to touch on with your alarms. Okay. Can you just – Oh. Explain that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's not something I picked up, but I think it's a cool thing that you have integrated into your day. I don't know. Oh, 
I've never mentioned this guy, but he's Dean Graziosi. Okay. Um, he's like a real estate guy. He's close to Tony Robbins. I'm happy. It's not Ed Milet again. Yeah, you know, it's not Ed. Milet, unfortunately, <laughs> he, him and Ed Milet are close friends. Oh, of course, of course, <laughs> of course. They're brothers, actually. It's actually his son. Um, no. So you said you negotiate with yourself all the time, right? And I think people can get lost up and get lost in their daily actions, daily habits, daily rituals. So something I've just picked up, man, and it's been really helpful for me is just throughout my day, I have different alarms um, set and I'll just, I guess, give a few. Maybe that'll help. Yeah. Um, so at 11.15 a.m. every day, I just, I have, have you gossiped? It's petty and a waste of time. 12.09. Again, random times so that it just pops up to me and it's like, all right, take a second to think about this, man. Make sure you're on the tracks. And then for my job, I work with financial advisors. So I said, trade mind, trade minds with the advisor. Look at every situation from his perspective. And then 1 p.m., be kind. Just things to keep me on the tracks throughout my day because I think there's a lot of – right now we're seeing it, man, on social media. There's so much shit going on in this world that I want to stay motivated and on the tracks to my goals. You know? Yeah. And that's how I kind of do it. And I think the alarm thing's great, man. I, I really do. I think it's just a jolt. That sometimes you need. Actually, my favorite one, and sorry I'm going through all of these, but this is honestly my favorite one. And the reason it's my favorite one, bro, is because I lack the most motivation after work. And I think maybe some people do too. But 5.30 p.m., it's literally my favorite alarm, and I, I love when it goes off, is you get. Get is at, is yeah. capitalized. You get to be different, different today. It's a choice, so go take it. Like, you get to be different. You know? Like, and that's... Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is something we completely glazed over is just the words you use with yourself too. Like right. you get to you get to do something. You don't have to do something. Very That's true. A great you know, when it comes down to working out, a lot of times I'm like I get to work out. Oh right love it. Like I am able to work out. Great point. So and that's I, a, that's I love that. That's cool. And I've seen them pop up on your phone every once in a while. I'm like, I should probably do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add a couple this week. Do it, dude. Add it to do the, it. Add a couple this week. It's a random thing, man. I don't. I picked it up from a, a book, but to your point, and I don't know why. I, I, I guess I've just learned from listening to people that the way you talk to yourself is really representative of how you think. And so, on my quote unquote to do list at work, it's my get to do list. Right? It's what I have the opportunity to do. And if we're bringing it back to how to stay motivated for different goals, I didn't really position my marathon last year as getting to do that, right? I position the, the Ironman as something I get to do, something I want yeah. to work towards. And I think that'll just show in the result and how happy I am coming out of the event. But yeah. 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 That's a great, great point. I love those alarms, man. Dude, I you to can take sure any of them up. you want. You can take any of them you want. All right. Well, that's. Is that a wrap, dude? Do you have anything else you want to leave these people with? No, I, I, I don't think I do. Just think about how you're talking to yourself. Think about the think about the negotiation. Great you point. get to do things. You don't have to do things. Mm, life is an opportunity, dude, when you look at it as one. <laughs> yeah. It's an oyster, dude. It's an oyster. <laughs> like, subscribe, maybe leave a review. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. God. It's a cap. Enjoy your night.